Welcome to the Gourds and Pomegranates podcast, talking common sense for church communications. Here's Hannah and Joe. We're back with another of our favourite tools and resources episodes today. Uh, and as a special treat to, I guess, you as much as us, we're actually in the same room recording for once. Like, yeah, <laughs> high five! five. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first time, I, you know, believe it or not, it's the first time that we've actually recorded in the same room. Yeah, we did try that. Well, actually, we didn't really even try that time <laughs> in London. I brought my microphone and then we were like, yeah, this isn't going to work, but... <laughs> Um, so yeah maybe it will be a complete disaster and we'll never record a podcast (laughs) again Um, hopefully it will be enjoyable to listen to Um, so Hannah I'm going to hand straight over to you for your recommendation mine okay mine's not it's not so much of an exact tool or resource but a process that I'm trying really hard to do and hopefully it will make doing comms or just actually sort of make sense in a second (laughs) (laughs) so photo management So if you're a solo comms person uh, or there's a team of you or uh, surprisingly you have a church family that are actually quite proactive in contributing photos. We can can pray for that. Yeah. um, (laughs) I mean, I've I've had it in some some where at certain events people will take photos and then the rest of the year they won't. But regardless of whether you're on your own or you're with a team or it's just about how you liaise photos with your church leadership, how do we kind of like deal with them, hold them? of sorts. Um, I sort of get in the habit of taking lots of photos of the church site, of activities that are going on, of events, of the team, you know, anything that might be useful for content gathering. Most of the time I'm taking that on my phone, but also I'm taking that on sort of my camera. I'm doing videos and photos. And I guess that's the sort of habit that you want others in the church to be doing as well, naturally. Exactly. But then sort of what do I do with it? Um, and I found there'd be sometimes I'm like, I'm sure I took a photo of that, but I don't know where my, that photo, you know, it was a really nice sunny day and it was, someone was coming through the stained glass windows. Actually, that'd be a really nice photo to use. What did I do with it? The one I'd like to suggest is that we actually make an effort to categorize and make them easily accessible for future reference and use. So and they're not always on my phone, but a lot of uh, photos are because I do have quite a good phone um, and I have albums on them sort of labeled church, Christmas, Easter. And it makes finding something, so, you know, especially as we're coming up to Christmas, it makes finding something. Oh, I just really want that picture of the tree from a few years ago. Makes it so much more helpful to find. Now, these might be of just my church. It might be of other churches that I visited or screenshots of stuff I see online. And it's, I should have said, like, it's just so much easier finding it, knowing where it is rather than going, right, I have to scroll by date. Um, but also then of like, actually, how do you then distribute this with teams? And sometimes I'm not at an event or, you know, actually you weren't there at that thing that happened. So you're not there to be the one to take the photo. Um, and so someone else has to, but then how do they send it to you? You know, I have messages sent on messenger. I have it in emails. I have it kind of like given in a I've had been given a CD of some photos once. Um, (laughs) It doesn't matter how many times you ask people, like they will give it to you however they feel like giving it to you that day. Yeah. And then you're already doing 101 things. I don't really want to have to go through 50 photos from a memory stick to then empty it, to put it in. It's just a bit of a pain. And and yeah, and then photos end up being all over the place and it's then really hard to find sort of when you need it. And so, for example, uh, we had some building works done at my old church 
And I was there to take photos of it once the building works had been done and we had a kind of ramp put in and it was more kind of disabled access friendly. Um, and that was really great. But what I really wanted to do was show what it had been like over the past five, 10 years. And I knew there were photos because I'd seen them somewhere on a report or some slide or sermon or something. I was like, where are the photos? Because everyone's got them in different places. And actually, if we'd have had them in one place, it would have been so much easier for me to go, oh, I can just create a post easily. And actually we can put them all together so that if for reference of funding, hmm. we're looking for lottery funding or something to do some more building works, that'd be really nice to show the progression of it. And it's not the end of the world if you can't produce that content. Like it's not like the church is going to stop functioning. No. But at the same time, you know that the stuff has already been taken. Exactly. You know the photos there and you say so you want to use them and actually show them off in a nice, like, why not? Even if it's not something as serious as like funding, but you just want to put out a progress and say, look what it was, look what it is now and like yeah. how the transition's gone. Yeah, or, or putting the Christmas decorations up. Someone doing that of like, actually, did someone take some pictures? Because I wasn't there because I had to do something else or something. Can you take some pictures for me? That's Where true. are they going? It's not just like a comms thing either. Like, next year when it comes to putting those decorations up again you might you that person if you haven't got any record of it they're going to have to do that whole brain thing again of like what do we put where and yeah. that sort of thing when actually it could be a much easier task exactly and however you're working if that's you're in a team um or you've got a sort of a cloud folder where lots of different sources can be submitted that's really helpful something like google drive or dropbox can be really good i mean obviously there's a limit that you can get for free but i think actually google do charity yeah, it'd be included in the do. Google Workspace stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you can get a kind of bigger space. But actually, it's it's so much easier if they can upload it into that place, categorize them in the right way in the Christmas folder, in the buildings folder, whatever. And then you just know you're not having to chase people for them afterwards. So actually, it's then not only doing that process, but making sure that people know that that is the process if they've got photos. Yeah, so maybe like documenting it or training it, just walking people through because it's not a hard thing to upload photos. Like most no. most people these days know how to drag and drop something. Exactly. But it's showing them where it is and just emphasizing this is now the way that you submit yeah. things to me. Other ways won't work because yeah. otherwise I'll just keep doing it anyway. Yeah. But actually it goes the other way of if you've got photos and content that then the leadership need to use for a sermon series or I don't know, they're someone else the youth minister's doing poster for something and actually they can use previous events stuff like that. so so it's not just about you being able to use it it's about other people being able to use it as well and then i say as well after a season where appropriate take it off your phone and put it so if it's building work stuff or something take it off your phone and put it onto those cloud storage ones mm. so actually then it's not bound just on yours though that if anything yeah. you know, goes wrong with your phone then it's, it's in other places standard, as well like backup procedure exactly I mean, at the end of the day, however you want to do it, whether that's for you on your own or team leadership or whoever else needs to be involved in it, do what's best for you. So have an experiment and play around. But the point is, is that having that process in place so that people know where the photos are and how it needs to be done. And that kind of, yeah, assertive of training of saying, do it this way or it's not going to be. <laughs> it's it's such be a fun, that goes for so many things in church comms where it's like, look, I'm not being a dictator about this, mm -hmm. but this is the way it's going to happen because yeah. it benefits everyone. And sometimes you need to put your foot down. Sometimes you need to explain that the benefits so that people get it. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes it just takes a bit of time of people doing it before they actually settle into yeah. that way. But yeah. Yeah. But you it's know, still doing all of it in love and sensitively. Yeah. But there's no point in having good photos. And again, really, um, I think it's important to emphasize that photos 
and a content shouldn't just be bound to one person to get it because I think yeah. it's a lovely way of including the whole church. And also one person can't get all of the content. Well, exactly. You're always going to miss stuff. Yeah. I could go on a whole other thing of like <laughs> trying to encourage other people in that. But there's no point in having those good photos and then never being able to find them or anyone else being able to find them. But So it's just do what works best for you in terms of what actual place you put them in, but have a process and have a clear plan of this is how we're going to do it. And yeah, training, I think it's really important because that's one thing that I've found I'm trying to do more of, of being able to locate those photos, especially on various different projects. It just becomes a bit of a nightmare. Um, so it's just one thing to try and make your life a little bit easier. Yeah, for sure. And I think that that whole process is really important. How you do it is down to you. Mm. Um, you know, a couple of things you suggested by the Dropbox or Google Drive and that cloud storage really helpful. I think for me, an advantage of Google Photos within Google Drive oh, yeah. is that without having to tag it, it does some automatic searching and it's it's probably now like an AI powered thing and yeah. we'll talk about that a bit more in our next episode. There's a massive hint for you Ooh, there. Oh, that was a good little <laughs> um, promo for that. But even just being able to search for like, I don't know, church building or yeah. seats or something like that and it be able to find it for you without you having to go through each photo individually and say, mm. this one has seats in it. This one is of a church building. Yeah. This is a really helpful way. Yeah. Um, there are other tools out there that sit on top of cloud storage. So um, one that I've come across before has, for some reason, they've named it eagle.cool. <laughs> that's that's their cool. web address. <laughs> I, I'm not entirely sure why. Um, but it's built around that whole team collaboration thing. So where the cloud storage has some collaboration features, it sort of brings everything together in a nice mm. visual way. It allows you to tag things, to filter things and all that sort of thing. But again, it's not so much about what specific tool you use. It's just about having a process. And if it's working for you, great. And if not, then figure it out over time and refine mm. that process. Actually, I've just had another thought as well as you was talking there. <laughs> um, but thinking from a kid's point mm. or or think of, of actually safeguarding yeah. that if you know that these photos that are in this church owned space, that they are okay photos to use because yeah, sure. those all have the appropriate approvals and permission given. They are fine to use rather than someone going, oh, I'm doing a kid's poster. I'm just going to use a photo I've yeah, taken. It's, and actually, it's that's easy to go, right, here's 50 photos from the holiday club, yeah. but you can only use these ones. But as soon as those photos get passed on and get detached from that original message, then you're going to lose that. Yeah. Whereas if you only upload the ones you can use. use then, exactly. Yeah. And, but then, you know, if I'm using these photos, they are absolutely fine to use. And I think that's one thing that often is quite worrying for people yeah. thinking about safeguarding stuff. But actually, yeah, those ones that are in there, everything that goes in this folder has to be safeguard permission. And like, we all know that and we're all covering our backs then that that's, that's a pro like that's all safe. Yeah, for sure. Oh, that's really helpful. And I think that, you know, that's definitely something that can help with our organization, but also, yeah, hopefully help us be a bit more efficient in how we use the content that we've already got mm. to create more publicity. Yeah. So Joe, mine, I feel was quite a short one. Um, I'm sure you've got a, a very helpful mine's going to be 45 minutes long cool okay right let me get my coffee <laughs> we'll cut it down, yeah. um, so today i'm going to talk about projection software um Ooh. i'm a big fan of having sort of song lyrics and words and that sort of thing projected on the screens i don't think that's a particularly controversial take <laughs> in 2023 though i'm sure that there are still those out there who disagree with me but when i occasionally go to a church and you're using hymn books or mm. using song sheets and that sort of thing it does feel like a step backwards and not 
just being sarcastic a step back in time um though it maybe does a bit as well but it feels a step backwards because you're missing out like you're definitely missing out on being able to use other types of content on the screen mm. as well like you, you're limiting yourself there um and i think as much as we can think way too much about those other types of content and the experience actually they can be really helpful things done mm. in the right way um but even just like the volume of the singing which might seem like a small thing but i think that's a really important part of why we meet together to mm. worship when everyone is looking up at the screen and singing the same thing like that rather than sort of being glued to what's in your hands you're looking up yeah and you're singing up, um and so it makes a real difference so mm. i'm gonna take it as a bit of a given that most churches listening will probably use projection in in some way um <laughs> if you want to push back on that you know where to email us and i read honestly this isn't being sarcastic i'd be happy to hear from you and if you've got an argument for why you do it, then great. Like that's, that's our whole thing, right? Do mm. whatever you want to do as long as you can justify why you're doing it yeah. a bit of thinking yeah. behind it. But yeah, so today I'm going to talk about projection software um, and try and give a bit of a brief overview rather than going on for, for too long. Okay. So what do I mean by projection software? Obviously you can project using whatever software you want, but we're talking about software, which is specifically designed to help churches put stuff on screens and one of the things that is really great about this software is that it doesn't require you to design every slide and every single piece of content that you're putting on the screen so with powerpoint you have to do that you have to have a yeah. slideshow for every service but the chances are you've also got a slideshow for each of your songs <laughs> and with projection software you just have to set this up once so you set up a theme you set up your branding your colors your layout that sort of thing and then whatever you want to display on it fits into that theme. Um, so if you put a song up on the screen, you don't then have to go and copy and paste all the lyrics into a PowerPoint, split it into different verses and that sort of thing. It's all done for you. And that's not to say that you have to limit yourself to a single theme. Like we have used different themes at Christmas, for example. Mm -hmm. And again, it's just a case of designing that theme once and all the Christmas content fits into that. But the idea is that it cuts down the work and the admin yeah. week to week. There's something else which is really great with these sort of custom built softwares mm. is that you will see a preview of what's coming up and that works on two levels. So you will see a preview of your whole service. Think of it like a set list. So all the different items you're going to have in it. And that can be really useful for if an item overruns. So your service leader decides, you know, what, actually, we're going to skip these songs and go straight to the next item mm -hmm. rather than you having to scramble through PowerPoint and quickly scroll through the slides. And there's a way you can do it with presenter view where it's a little bit easier and you can kind of scroll and find the right one and then click. Even if that's the case, usually what you see is someone just hitting the next arrow and yeah. every slide changing on screen. And then and they go too far and then you, you go want to go back alone. You have to go back and yeah, it just all gets a bit messy. So instead of doing this, <laughs> you can see the different items. You can literally click on the one you want and then it'll come up. And if then your service leader says, okay, do you know what? I'm sure we have got time and we're going to do this song now. Then you can just click back on, on that one. But then going slightly more detailed with the preview as well, in each item, you can see the different parts of content which make up that item. So with... A Bible reading, you can see the different verses. With a song, you can see the different choruses, verses. And then you can skip to those as well, um, either by clicking them or with a keyboard shortcut. So if your music leader, your worship leader, decides that they want to go back and repeat verse 3, you can just hit that shortcut or you can click it and it will go straight back to verse 3. Again, no sort of scrambling oh, around. That's cool. So that's definitely much easier. And it's also a lot more friendly than you know having to exit out of the presentation, make a change, and then do it again. Mm. You know, it could be that if you're looking ahead at 
the next song during the sermon and you see that there's a typo you can really quickly change that without having to go out of the presentation or anything like that mm. so that's really helpful um those sort of advantages of actually running it when it's live but in terms of the prep work as well you know we've definitely saved a bit of time in the design we've definitely saved time and made it easier for you know a verse that's really long and would have to split across multiple slides and you're trying to figure out do i have four lines on one two on another three on each that sort of thing that's all done for you but also the actual prep so you don't have to have 100 200 however many songs your church has sung over the last 10 years different powerpoint files one for each song and then you have to dig it out as soon as you import a song into your software it goes into a library you can then search it you can if you want to you can tag it you can sort of filter it or categorize it by songbooks or subjects you know you can have all of your christmas carols you can have tag christmas so that when it comes to christmas you just filter it on that and drag them in um so that's definitely an easier way of working for scripture content again you don't have to go and sort of find the verses and copy and paste them you just choose the bible book from a list you choose the chapter and verse and then click add to the service and that reading will be added in there. You can add different Bible versions and whatever you want as well. So that's nice and easy too. And I'd say like, although that's probably stopping a little bit early, those are the main advantages. Yeah, like yeah. Already, I think that's a big win over something like PowerPoint or, or Keynote. You can definitely do some more fancy things. So you can have video backgrounds. You can have some collaboration features with, with teams as well. There's integrations into online services where you have lots of songs online and so rather than having to go and copy and paste them you can just import them but for most churches i think these will be the the big wins mm. but just on one particular feature i want to i want to touch in on that because it's something i've used to help churches and that was in the software OpenLP specifically um, and i will talk about a couple of um, different examples in a second but OpenLP has this really cool thing um, of a web interface So you can use it as a bit of a remote control. So you have your main machine sitting there running the software, but then you can be elsewhere in the church running on remote control. But it's also really helpful that it it can give different views. So you can have a view which is just repeating basically what's on screen. You can have a stage view. So I've used that as a musician before where it's showing what's on screen now, but also what's coming up next so that Mm. you're not having to like try and figure out ahead of time. What's the next line? What's the next line of the song and hope that the person who's running it changes it in time um but the way that i've used it in the past was um with a church that was well they'd made the jump to using projection mm. they definitely seen benefits from that and they definitely reduced their admin but they hadn't completely killed the admin side of it because there were still people in the church who were struggling to see the screen mm. and obviously that's not that's not ideal they couldn't read the song words they couldn't read their bible readings So what they were having to do each week was in addition to doing all the stuff for the screen and the prep that went in with that, they were then having to either find hymn books which had like large print versions in it, which was not going to happen because Mm. they were so expensive. And obviously they were singing from loads of different hymn sheets. So realistically, it meant printing out loads of large print versions and then collating that together to give to these people. And that ended up being quite a large admin job. And okay, you know, let's say that it takes half an hour, but that's half an hour every week. And this is a small church with a small team of volunteers. And the printing costs. And the printing costs as well, exactly. And just keeping up with it. So what we did, we bought a few quite inexpensive tablets and then we connected those to the network at the church. And we preloaded the address that you needed 
to access this web interface for OpenLP. Um, so that meant that basically whatever was on the screen was showed on mm-hmm. tablets so people could have them. An extra step that we did as well, um, which we didn't necessarily think about in week one, but we discovered pretty quickly, is we locked them down so that you couldn't access other stuff. And that wasn't so much because people were getting bored and going off and watching YouTube <laughs> or whatever, but it was because when they were holding it in their laps, whether they were standing up or not, it's very easy just by sort of accidentally pressing a button to close out of mm. what was being shown. And then they didn't know how to get back into it. So they'd be looking around at the back and not, not really knowing what to do. So we locked it down so you couldn't accidentally oh, cool. close it. Um, and yeah, it just made it a lot more friendly for them because they were still able to be part of the service. Um, possibly more so because now it wasn't just the songs that were printed out for them, but like everything that was shown yeah. on the screen, they could see. So definitely for, you know, accessibility and inclusion and yeah, just helping them to feel feel part of things. So again, I don't want to go into a full comparison of the different projection software. There are loads of options out there and it is really going to depend on what your, your church needs. But just to name a couple, so I've already mentioned OpenLP. Mm-hmm. That would generally be my first recommendation. And that's not just because it's made by a community rather than a company, which means it's free, but it has loads of features and it's actively worked on because so many churches use it. So it's always improving. It works on PC and Mac. It's recently been updated so that the Mac stuff runs much more smoothly with PowerPoints because I didn't mention before, but the different types of media you can use, obviously you've got your songs and Bible um, readings, but you can bring in photos, audio, videos, or PowerPoints to play within the service as well. So yeah, that runs nicely on Macs now as well. Occasionally, OpenLP can be a little bit sort of finicky, but in fairness, that's not exclusive to OpenLP. Like I've used other paid software in the past and found it exactly the same. There's another sort of newer option that's called Worship Tools. Um, that's quite a good option. Um, a lot of it is free and then they sort of have some paid options on top as well. What I really like is it covers the process right through from planning the service and sort of putting the songs together. Um, it's all done in a web browser. You can then, there's like a different view that musicians can use when they're practicing and then a different view for, for live. So that's really nice. There will be fewer features than, than OpenLP, but on the whole, I think that makes it a little bit more streamlined. Mm, mm. I do have to say though, I found some of it to be just a bit clunky. Um, and I'm sure that they're working to try and improve that. So definitely take a look at it. Um, it's another valid option. And then sort of going, skipping right to the hardcore level um you've got pro presenter Mm. and that's definitely a more professional option um it allows different content to be played on different screens um, which is a big benefit so for example if you're live streaming and want to show something slightly different even if it's just the text without a background then that's something you can do there it is pretty expensive but again if you've got a bigger church if you've got screens throughout your building or something like that then it might be something that actually is quite easy to justify as a cost because it does just make everything work together Mm. a lot better so it's worth thinking about but yeah have a go with these different bits of software you know put a few trial songs into it run run a service or two on them and see which which works for you really Mm. i think the key point really is just not to be scared off because it is quite a daunting thing to start using this new piece of software which you're you're relying on it for your whole service whereas you know powerpoint most people know how to use powerpoint yeah so it can feel safer but ultimately i think it is worth investing a little bit of time um finding the right software for you finding a way around it and then it will you'll get that time back in reducing your prep time as well as in yeah just how the the service runs it'll be a lot smoother now that's really cool i when i used to lead the evening services 
I would just do it in PowerPoint, partly because there was like 10 of us, not even 10 of us attending that service. So it was all right if it had been pretty basic. Mm. Um, but it was, <laughs> it always was a pain because I had to preempt verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus, bridge, yeah. <laughs> verse three. And I was like, well, what do I want to do? And then I was like, oh no, let's do the chorus again. And I had to kind of like look at whoever was doing the yeah. um, clicker to be like, and it's to be, to be fair, it's not an excuse to like not have any communication. No, like at my old church, they would we would have a prayer meeting just before the um, prayer meeting is definitely overstating a little prayer <laughs> huddle just before the service started. But as part of that, with each song, you just go through and confirm yeah. with the person who's running it, yeah, yeah. Um, and the music leader, you know what you're going to do. But having but, it, it's a bit of flexibility if you do yeah. change it up. and having it all kind of pre-catalogued because again i was going through like right the this is the words that i'm singing so i've got to put this into powerpoint yeah. and and then we'd be like oh well what version have you got on your sheet compared to what's in our it's massive cliche but it's singing off the same, same hymn sheet <laughs> <laughs> literally what that that's for <laughs> but also <laughs> when you said you were doing projections like remember one of my first experiences of being involved in worship at my church growing up was when I was given permission to um, do the overhead projector <laughs> <laughs> and the uh, pressure yeah. of going right, which way does it need to be so that it comes up the right way? And then you had to move it at the right points like that. Um, yeah. Oh, old nostalgic. No, we're not doing a chorus quick. Let's get the little oh. like whiteboard marker. Oh, yeah. and <laughs> <laughs> it's the wrong word. Cross it out. Times have changed. <laughs> No, let's bring it back. (laughs) (laughs) But also I appreciate that for reading and stuff like that, printed sheets can be helpful, but equally I've been recently-ish at a service where it was a very much, if you're not experienced in this, we have a specific order and I had no clue what page, what number (laughs) I needed to go to. Like it wasn't just the sheets, it was the whole service was being read off that and it was... It was very uncomfortable because I had no clue what was going on because it was only on paper. It wasn't kind of... Oh, for anything like liturgy like that as well, like a lot of these apps will have a liturgy section or functionality built into it as well. Um, Or or it'll sort of of go with the scripture thing, but you can add and import all the liturgy. So yeah, again, that saves you having to do that every week. And Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, no, that's really cool. Yeah, it's, it's weird because I don't... I have very little to do with that side of church, even though it's tech stuff. Actually, mm. I, I don't know what people are doing because I'm, I'm not involved in that part of, of church. So it's really interesting to hear actually what kind of options yeah, and yeah. challenges that people face. I think that's that's a lot of comms in general, actually. Like if you don't know what's out there in terms of software, mm. then you're not going to find it easily. Yeah. So hopefully that's where we can come in and say, look, we're not experts on, on anything yeah. in this, but this is where we've got a bit of experience. Yeah. These are the things that we use to make our lives easier. So yeah. Hopefully, yeah, it'll make your lives yeah. easier too. And even if you're probably like me of not being directly involved in worship, of just being able to talk to those who are doing worship, of saying, are you aware of these tools and yeah. resources and yeah, things yeah. like that? Yeah, so that is it for our series three tools and resources. I'm going to have to, like, between now and series four, I'm going to have to go and find some new ones. So we've, like, started <laughs> to do all of the big ones that we've um, that we use regularly. But if you found any of our suggestions helpful, or you would like us to look at sort of a specific problem or challenge that you're facing or a tool that you really enjoy, please do let us know. I mean, just in any reason, please do chat to us. We'd love to connect. Um, So you can either find us on social media, which is at GP Podcast UK on all the major platforms, 
or you can email us on hello at gppodcast.uk. We will see you all soon.